Welcome to the Sober and Happy Podcast, where we talk about all things recovery-related, how to navigate the challenges that we'll face along the way on our journey towards our best lives, and how we could go from living a life of simply just being sober to a life where we're both sober and happy. The holiday season is officially among us, and I know this time of year causes a lot of anxiety for people in recovery, especially if it's your first. So how can we navigate the holiday season so we not only stay sober, but enjoy the holiday season sober? Well, that's what we're going to discuss today. So buckle up. This is going to be a great episode. Welcome back. Speaking of the holiday season, I will be launching the Sober and Happy merchandise store this weekend. I'll have hats, t-shirts, coffee mugs, and a few other random items. I have been working on this for a while, and I am proud of the designs that I created. So if you'd like to support the podcast and what I'm doing, I would love for you to check it out. I'll be posting the official launch on my social channels and sending an announcement out to all the newsletter subscribers. I'll also post a link in the description of this podcast if you're interested. Okay, now back to the episode. Holidays can be challenging times. I remember my first holiday season sober. I came out of rehab with a typical relapse prevention plan and I had all the standard tips on how to navigate the holiday season. I felt that I had most of my bases covered, but life always likes to throw some curveballs and it seemed like life was not taking the holidays off. There's one particular situation that sticks out that is so ridiculous that I could only laugh about it now. I was working at a new job for a couple of months and I was dreading any idea of a Christmas party. Having been to my fair share of Christmas parties in the past, I know that booze usually flows freely and the idea of sitting in a room of people who are drinking and coming up with various excuses for why I wasn't drinking was not something I was ready for. So I made the excuse that I had other plans that night and that I could not make it. Now the only other holiday work-related thing we had was a white elephant gift exchange from my department that was going on during work hours. I'd only been working there a few months, so taking a day off was not an option. Plus, I figured it was a gift exchange, so what could happen? If you're not familiar with the White Elephant Gift Exchange, here's how it goes. Everybody brings a wrapped gift. Then one by one, a name is drawn, and that person picks a gift and opens it. Then the next person could choose to either steal that gift that is already opened or pick from the pile. If someone picks a gift you already opened, then you get a pick again. So we gathered in the break room, and my name was the first out of the hat. I could see a couple of gift bags that were made for bottles of wine, so I knew just to avoid them and I should be fine. I picked a normal square box, opened it up, and sure enough, it was a bottle of wine. As I did the standard practice of holding the present up so everyone could see what it was, I realized this was the first bottle of alcohol that I had held in my hand since relapse, and anxiety completely took over. Only one of my coworkers at that time knew that I was sober, and I noticed that he noticed how uncomfortable I was. Luckily, he was chosen a few spots later, and he showed me some mercy, stole my gift, which meant I had to go back to the pile. I chose another box that didn't look alcohol-sized, and sure enough, it was a bourbon set with two glasses. Bourbon was my go-to when I drank, so this one was even worse than that bottle of wine. As luck would have it, though, that was a coveted gift and it was quickly stolen, so I was back to the pile. Now, there was one huge box. There wasn't anything anybody would have bought that was that big, so everybody figured it was just some sort of prank gift and was avoiding it. But I figured it wasn't booze, so I didn't care what was in there. 
I unwrapped this giant box that was full of packing peanuts. I reached in and felt the touch of glass. I grabbed it and pulled it out, and it was a giant bottle of Carlos Rossi wine. If you're not familiar with this wine, it is a cheap bottle of wine that only comes in gallon-sized jugs, which meant no one was stealing this, and it was all mine. Personally, it also holds the record for causing by far my worst hangover from a Friday night when I was in high school after a friend of mine stole a case of it from a grocery store that he worked at. I sat through the rest of the gift exchange angry. I was very resentful early in my sobriety that alcohol was all around me and got angry whenever I felt it was shoved in my face. And this gift exchange fueled that anger. After we were done and we were all walking out to the parking lot to put our gifts away, my one coworker that knew I was sober looked over at me and said, Hey, do you want to throw that in my car and we could go grab some lunch? During the course of lunch, we begin to laugh about the situation. There were only five gifts that were alcohol, two obvious ones in the wine gift bags, and the other three in boxes, all of which I somehow managed to pick despite trying my hardest not to. This experience taught me one of the most valuable lessons about navigating not only the holiday season, but in my sobriety as a whole, and that is always to have someone who has your back. At this point in my recovery, I was in full anonymity mode about my sobriety, but I did get to the point where I had one coworker that I was comfortable enough to tell, and having that made all the difference in how I experienced that day. Now, I wouldn't have ended up going home and drinking the gallon of wine if he wasn't there to support me. However, just seeing him try to help me during the gift exchange made me feel supported. Having him suggest I toss the bottle in his car instead of temporarily hiding it in mine until I could go through it away in secret took the pressure off that situation for me. And him helping me find the irony and eventually the humor and what went down made the situation something I could laugh at instead of adding to my anger around what I felt at that time was the unfair exposure to alcohol I had to deal with. If you have holiday events you need to go to that you're going to find especially difficult, make sure you have someone there to support you how you need to be supported. For me, finding humor in even the most challenging times is the best way to get me through something. So my coworker helping me find the humor in that situation was exactly how I needed to be supported. However, I know that not everybody appreciates that type of support, so find someone that could help you in a way that you feel supported. Now, I know many of the challenges around the holidays involve spending dinners with family and friends who may not be the most supportive when it comes to getting sober. The best way I found to navigate this is to have very open and honest communication. Most of my friends and family were very supportive of me getting sober, but I still had some who insisted on continuing to offer me drinks if they saw me. There's one friend in particular that I'd run into around town after I got sober. He knew I was sober, but usually would end the conversation with, swing by my house for a beer anytime you want to. Finally, I had enough and snapped at him. You know I'm trying to get sober. Why do you keep inviting me over for a beer? He looked at me and said, oh shit, Tim, are you serious this time? This guy had heard years of me saying I need to take a break and I have to stop drinking and saw the multitude of half-assed attempts of me getting sober, so he justifiably assumed this was just another one of those. I had a heart-to-heart with him. I explained to him how important it is for me to stay sober. I told him how depressed I was at the end of my drinking and was even contemplating suicide. I told him about how hard I was trying this time and how things were finally turning around. I told him how much harder it was when people kept trying to get me to drink. I looked him in the eyes and said, I don't think I could live through another relapse. 
He looked up at me and said, dude, I'm so sorry. I honestly didn't know you were seriously done this time. He then asked me, so what are you drinking these days? And I told him Diet Coke. He responded by saying, swing by the house for a Diet Coke anytime you want to. From that moment, he became one of my biggest supporters and always had Diet Coke stocked in his beer fridge in his garage for me if I wanted to swing by. What I found is the more I was open and honest in communication with the people around me, the more supported I was. In fact, learning how to set and maintain boundaries has been the biggest game changer in my sobriety journey and my life. If you want to learn my method for doing this, I cover it in episode 19 of this podcast, so go check it out. Your holidays will be much easier if you're willing to communicate clearly with the people around you. But don't wait to have this conversation while you're at the family Christmas dinner and your already drunk cousin is trying to get you to do a shot with them. Have these conversations in advance. If you think of everyone that will be there, I'm sure you know the people who are most likely to offer you a drink. Talk to them before, have a conversation with them like I did my friend, even if it's just a text message telling them how important your sobriety is and how much you would love to have their support. Now, I know not everybody is going to support you no matter how important it is to you. I also know that when it comes to family gatherings, it's not like you could completely avoid these people at these gatherings. Which brings me to the next tip. If you think it is going to be too hard, you're allowed to decline an invitation. If you remember from the story in the beginning, my company had a Christmas dinner party also. I knew that having only been a couple of months out of rehab, this would have been a miserable experience for me, even if I managed to stay sober through it, so I declined the invitation. I declined several invitations early in my sobriety. Yes, people were disappointed. Yes, people wished I could be there. But for the most part, they understood. But whether people were disappointed or whether they understood did not matter in my decision making. I had to prioritize my sobriety. And if you decide to go somewhere that you feel you might be uncomfortable, make sure to have an exit strategy. Drive yourself if possible, but if you're going with someone else, make sure they understand that if you start to get too uncomfortable, they need to support you in having to leave. It can't be that one friend that is going to say, oh, come on, can we stay a little bit longer? And the last and most important tip is you have to get solid on your why for staying sober. There are going to be temptations. There are going to be times when the stress is going to be so overwhelming that taking the edge off might start to sound good. If you're not solid on your reason to stay sober, then it's really easy to find a reason to get drunk. And this isn't just having a reason you could recite off the top of your head with little thought like if someone asked you your name. This is about being so connected with your why that you could feel it throughout your body so strongly that it could make temptation simply disappear. If you're not at that point, I'm going to suggest that you listen to episode two of this podcast because getting connected with your purpose is the single most important thing you could do not only to survive the holidays, but to also live a sober and happy life. So happy holidays, and thank you for listening to this episode, and I hope you're finding value from this podcast. If you are, I'm asking for two huge favors from you this week. Share the episode with one person, and please subscribe to the podcast, both of which help it grow. Oh yeah, there is a third. Make sure to check out my upcoming merch launch. New episodes come out each Friday, so I look forward to connecting with you next week. And as always, thank you so much for listening, and keep living sober and happy. 